what's going on guys um i'm releasing a throwback thursday episode right now because i'm irresponsible um but it's still thursday so i can still call this one a throwback i mean it actually is but anyway uh this episode is um it was on cancel culture and at this time i can't remember exactly what was going on but i still think that it's pretty relevant in the sense that whenever people mess up if you want to call it that in in society we're very very quick to put the person on blast so bad that we essentially try to erase them this discussion has myself and my other friend russell and also jp and it's just a good talk with the three of us sitting down i think at the time uh one of our old members brandon was moving and chris was actually on vacation so this is actually even before Mark joined the team. So I hope you guys enjoy this Throwback Thursday episode. You'll probably be listening to it by Friday or Saturday or whatever. But if, as always, if you find value in this stuff, don't hesitate to reach out. Hit up, hit us up on our website. Um, also jump on there and donate. There's a donate link. Throw us some change so we can make ourselves better. So I do hope you guys enjoy this one. It is an older episode, so the quality is not going to sound like our normal stuff, but the content is still relevant. All right, take care. The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. back for another episode of the Slips podcast this is Kalu, and it is just me uh chris and uh uh brandon are both gone uh actually this is brandon's last week in kentucky so he's actually uh moving to indiana but uh chris is on vacation he took a impromptu vacay and he's in florida but uh that's not going to stop the train so um Thankfully, I've got two really awesome people I'm excited to make some content with. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. You guys have already been here. Who wants it first? Uh, it's JP Mann, the hefty lefty himself. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, this is Russell. Uh, last time I was on was Thanksgiving of last year. Yeah, so yeah, man. It's been a minute. So uh, I'm pumped about this stuff. Uh, I, I talked to both of them about our topics. This is going to be another one. We're going to sort of break it up into two uh, different subjects. I'm not going to have a running timer or something like that. I'm just going to be like, all right, next subject. You know what I mean? Um, but the first one I think is pretty fitting, uh, especially given the times that we're in right now with things like Ellen and the talk that she had with, or the, the photo that had her with George Bush sitting at a Cowboys game, harmless in my opinion, but uh, turn yeah, super shame. <laughs> but it uh, turns into another thing. And so, uh, what I want to be able to, for us to talk about is the cancel culture. And so, the cancel culture is um, it's also known as like the call out culture. And so, it essentially involves like boycotting a person uh, because of his or her, and I'm doing my air quotes, problematic behaviors or actions. Uh, when the larger public decides uh, someone is canceled. Uh, It will avoid supporting or engaging with him or her. Uh, This often results in a huge decline in their, essentially their relevance. And so um, I would imagine that a lot of this stuff started like 
I'd say four or five years ago, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think I would imagine that in, in multiple or in different variations, there have been kind of like people getting canceled and stuff like that. But uh, it, I think that it really came to light. Uh, I want to say starting with like the Me Too movement. Um, and uh, it sort of blossomed, if you will, into many other things. So who wants to go first with their thoughts on it? Uh, not to contradict what you're saying, but I think it actually started a lot earlier, like in the sixties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a guy named Lenny Bruce. He was a famous comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, Lenny Bruce actually, uh, they not only the government did not like what he was saying, especially during the JFK assassination, he made some really, uh, good jokes. <laughs> what, um, what he said, uh, he made, he made a joke about how, um, oh, this is going to sound bad now. This is going to get me canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, he made a joke about how, um, um, JFK's wife was trying to get her ass over the back of the uh, over the back of the Cadillac to save her own ass. She wasn't worried about him. And like this is back in the '60s. Like this is yeah. very risque. And yeah. so, um, was he making like an ass joke? Uh, I think he was just making a joke that she was just running. Uh, oh, to be okay. honest with you, like like uh, he made a lot of jokes um, that were very not conservative. I'll say that like they were very like on sure. the outside. And um, this is back, I think, around like 66. And um, uh, he was bankrupted. Um, his name was ruined as a comedian. And uh, he actually uh, died of a morphine overdose. Wow. Um, this is in 66. Yeah. So, and so there was a, the, like, I think it was the prosecuting attorney. Um, I, I could be butchering this, but I'm fairly certain as a prosecuting attorney that had said that um, we not only ruined his reputation, we bankrupted the man and we took his life as a society because of what he was saying. Damn. And this is, I mean, we're talking the sixties. Yeah. So I think this has been going on under the radar. Yeah. It's not been as prominent because I mean, Lenny Bruce essentially was crucified for the things he said. Mm-hmm. And like, as a comedian, that's your living. Right? Yeah. So I feel like just personally, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where like you have to take it contextually and you have to look at intent. And I know intent is very hard. You yeah. have talked about a lot. Yeah. Intent's very hard to find. Um, but I really think that it's kind of it's kind of shitty because I mean Kevin Hart didn't get to do the Oscars mm-hmm. because of something he had said years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, as as a group of men in here now, we've all said stupid shit. Yeah. Right. Everybody has. Mm-hmm. So like if I if anybody took anything that I said, probably up until about a week ago, I could probably be crucified for it because it's yeah. all stupid. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm part of I'm part of the the mass majority that just watches this happen. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of terrible that I, it's terrible. I guess to a certain degree. I guess like you have to figure out where the line is. Yeah. But I think it's really hard, in my opinion, to say that you should cancel somebody of something that they did 15 years ago. I mean, right. it's been right. What like uh, we had um, uh, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he lost uh, a movie. I mean, we're not talking just finances. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that yeah. dude. Yeah. Sorry. Um, huh. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, he's a lot of people have lost certain things for what they've said or what they've done years ago. I and mean, it doesn't make it right. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's it's kind of. I, I'm not justifying what they said, but it's yeah. also one of those things where it's like, at what point is there a time limit? Mm-hmm. I mean, or is it, is there a time limit or is it like, does it have to be on what they said? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it comes down to, and I said this yesterday, what we're seeing is that people don't have room to grow. Mm-hmm. Like what Kevin Hart said almost 10 years ago mm-hmm. or what James Gunn said, I think it was like the same time frame. And what they're saying is we're canceling you for something you said 10 years ago. And I'm sitting back like, well, haven't they grown since then? Yeah. Haven't they shown that they've grown? And um, you brought up the whole Kevin Hart thing. And what, and this is just my kind of thinking, my kind of conspiracy theory thinking. But it's almost as if these these major corporations, these companies hire people to investigate, people that they're either about to sponsor or they're about to bring on or something like that. Because the last thing that they would want to do, let's say the Oscars happened, they didn't find out anything. He hosted it. Then later someone came and said, can you believe what Kevin Hart said? Now now the Oscars look bad Mm because they didn't do their homework. So now it's almost, it's almost, they're on the offensive rather than the defensive. They're seeing, that's why I think it's always been there, like you're saying, but we're seeing it more now because more and more corporations or businesses or like that are kind of trying to stay in front of it. And, and again, it's not what they said isn't right, but I also don't think it's right to cancel somebody over something that happened so long ago. I mean, I would say even, you know, a few years ago, at some point you give them a chance to apologize, but yeah. you don't ruin their career. You know yeah. what I mean? But it sure. is dependent on what they said and or did. Like, yeah. I think it's how you have to look at it because. Yeah. yeah there's certainly a gray, a gray area in there. Yeah. Well, especially like, um, I mean, if you, if you take, cause the cancel culture can go a, a variety of ways. It doesn't, has, doesn't have to be just what they said. It could also be their actions. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Spacey, for instance, he'd had a lot of sexual encounters mm-hmm. with, with young men and so then it's like, do we forgive this? Do we not? Like, and, and in that same respect, a lot of people in the Bible Belt or, or area right where we're at currently, um, if you really think about it, like, they're all religious. And so, like, the basis of their religion is to say, what, if you ask for forgiveness, you're going to be shown forgiveness, and we're just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. But we don't show that in the public eye. No. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of like this weird dichotomy. Like, it's okay for us as people that don't get our names in the paper mm-hmm. to do something, but somebody that has a form of celebrity, yeah. we're going to crucify them and we're going to take everything we can to bring them back down. Right. You know, the, the one thing that sort of troubles me with a lot of the, the cancel culture is that it, it starts to resemble like the prison system. And I say that because the problem with the prison system is that it's solely on punishment. It's not about like bringing you back up. You know what I'm saying? It's not about showing you how to be better. Now there are, you know, things out there where, you know, there, there might be some programs to reduce recidivism and stuff like that. But it seems like whenever someone gets canceled, it's like society's like, all right, our work has been done. And then they leave them alone Mm -hmm. because there are certain things where I start to look at like, what happens after the person gets canceled, like right. Kevin Spacey? If you saw, like, there was the article saying, like, the there was a civil case against him about the same thing, and that got dropped. So it was almost like, okay, we did our work. We got him canceled. He lost his role. He's no longer in House of Cards. We'll drop the civil thing. Because they were saying they were trying to get a hold of the person who accused him, and they weren't, you know, they weren't returning calls. They weren't doing. So it's almost like, all right, did my job got out of there, might've gotten a little bit of money and I'm not victim blaming. I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. like that, but yeah. like yeah. there's we, the same amount of attention that we give towards canceling someone, we need to also give towards like bring them back, right. you know, like towards the whole recovery process. I think that's the big, a big, big, big issue for me on it. And um, I think you and I might've been talking about it. Wasn't, 
Bill Cosby about to, did you say Bill Cosby was going to so, buy yeah, so one company? So that's again gets back to, um, I like to call it my Russell's conspiracy theories, but I read an article or mm-hmm. I saw an article that basically said around the time that Bill Cosby was, and I don't even know if this is true, but he basically was making a deal to buy NBC. Wow. And there was someone out there. That's that a lot of pudding. Dennis That's a lot of money. That's a lot of pudding, man. He done sold a lot of jello on that, man. <laughs> but basically, and that's and I was going to say this too, There, I feel like there's underlying things. There's, yeah. there's always a reason behind it. I feel like there's always a motive behind it. And it's, again, not to blame the victim. I'm not saying that these people didn't do what they're being accused of. Mm-hmm. But the timing always kind of seems to be, okay, it's kind of perfect. Like, really? You know, but what they're saying is that with Bill Cosby, that deal was about to happen. Obviously, there was someone out there that didn't want it. Then all of a sudden, he's being accused of all these mm-hmm. things. Whether it happened or not, I don't, I mean, I think one of the people that came out said that she fabricated a lot of what she said. Jeez. And that's hard too. You know, it's it's almost like you want to believe the person, yeah. but then later on, yeah, they're coming out and saying, and so it's, I think it's tough. It's hard to, man. I mean, there's the, there's that movement of like always, I think it was called like always believe her or always believe them essentially saying always believe the accuser and i think that's one of the most dangerous things out there um guilty until proven innocent yeah yeah and it's it's hard for me especially as a as an african-american male to to have any sort of truck with that yeah like when for years african-americans it's it's guilty till proven innocent Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and when you see this kind of stuff it's like no i'm not always gonna at first believe you it's not it's not even so much i'm not going to believe you i want to do my due diligence and take in as much information as possible and yeah. i think that's the biggest problem right now i agree with that and i and, and my wife and i had a conversation one night about this because um the idea that if somebody comes out and says that they were raped that's a traumatic experience and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage for a woman to come yes. out after being raped yeah i think that like as men we'll never be able to understand that situation right so the thing is that like Women don't do justice for other women if they lie about mm-hmm. something right. like that. Because right. then, like, they are undermining what somebody else has already gone through. So because of that, now you have somebody that is possibly that is lied. So now you have to have a lot of doubt. You have to take it and say, okay, can we can we talk about this? Yeah. Uh, can we can we kind of investigate it as as a group versus saying, yeah, yeah, she's right, she's right. right. And and that's sad because I think sometimes people really want to take um take the victim's word on it. Right. But also the thing is now you, you have that doubt and it's really difficult because, um, let's say there's a celebrity and they have something said about them and all of a sudden it's proven wrong. Yes. At that point, the damage has been done. The damage has been done. Yeah, exactly. And no one wants to do any work in trying to rebuild that. And I think that's why you see a lot of celebrities, um, because this is where the cancel culture is is at this moment. You see a lot of celebrities not taking anything to trial because mm-hmm. they don't want to take that chance. Right. And the thing is that because it's a 50-50 if it's going to go your way at that point. Yeah. So when that happens, I, I feel like they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's got to be something, I mean, that you can be 100% sure that nothing bad is going to come out. Like, you better be an Eagle Scout and pray to God that, like, you were – like knitting something with your mom that day just mm-hmm. so you don't get in trouble. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, everything's going to come out. They're going to dig so deep and find that you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if they're making a spectacle of it to kind of be like, 
this is what happens when you mess up. Don't mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, I get that. What now? Yep. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what you're saying about the whole prison thing. And then I think too about the whole, you want to, and I think there's this push now that we don't want to offend somebody. We don't hurt somebody. And some people could be offended by you saying, you know what? I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but we need to investigate. Now it's all of a sudden like, oh, that's so offensive. I can't believe, why don't you believe them? And there's this push that we have to just believe when it's mm-hmm. like, that's not, that's not how the courts work. That's not how, you know, justice works. You know, you have to push through. And it's sad that it's kind of come to that, that there's this, now this, when at any time anybody's accused of anything, there's two sides. I mean, yeah. like the whole Brett Kavanaugh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk politics, you know, but the whole thing, like immediately there's this major divide. You were with victim or you were with him. And then that was it. There was no like kind of in between. That's kind of like, well, let's hear it out. Let's see what mm-hmm. happened. And if yeah. he's guilty, get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Bye. You know, if he's not, then great. You know, but there was this also immediate divide and that's just what's hard about it. Yeah. All. There was that one, um, he was a, he was a college football Well, he was a college football player who had an extremely bright NFL future, and um, he was accused of rape. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. he went to jail for, I think it was like prison, I believe, for, I want to say five to seven years or something like that. His whole career was gone, you know. Didn't they just make a movie about this? I think they might have now. But the girl came out, and none of it was true. It was all fabricated. And so it's like, now granted, he probably has some money from that movie deal. You know, I know that sure. he had an opportunity to get back into the NFL. He might have made a practice squad or something like that. He I does have a job recently, with yeah. the NFL, though. Yeah. But the fact that that even happened, dude, that it's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to really 100 percent believe anything anymore. Yeah. It's hard to dude. Yeah, I can agree with that, especially like, especially if you think about like like that woman's words took this man's life. Yeah. And and, and I'm it, sure they were powerful, man. Yeah. I'm sure they were convincing. And, and and that's the worst part is that like, you have to believe this lie so much mm-hmm. and you have to own it so much that you're willing to take somebody who is probably, he, he probably had nothing to do with her. Yeah. And then, and this is just hypothetical. I don't know the full story, but yeah. like if there was nothing to do with her and then all of a sudden, like she literally took this man down from being at the peak of what could have been a, blossoming career yeah to sitting in a prison cell for 23 hours a day that is terrible absolutely i mean it's and i've talked about it before in uh different episodes but having awareness of that kind of stuff is the reason why like when i'm in my office i talk extra loud you know for everyone to hear me Mm -hmm. i have my door is like wide open someone will come in to try and shut the door i'm like "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh right (laughs) you you better open that back up yeah like it's it's a shame that that's how we live but like you always you have to be on all the time as a man right you just you have to be on all the time because there are dudes out there that screw it up for us yep sure there really are and and on the other side of that coin i feel like women have to be on as well Mm. because if you think about like as a man we have the ability to walk especially you two because you guys are pretty you know big studs here. You know what I'm saying? Of the three of us, the three of us, I'm the doughy one, you know, (laughs) I'm the easy prey. What's going to happen is like, if there's, if there's girls walking to their car by themselves, like they feel in fear. Yeah. And that's because of men preying on them. Yeah. So then like, I don't know that fear. The only thing I'm worried about is rolling an ankle and looking Mm -hmm. like a doofus. Like that's really it. And I don't know what's worse being accused or not being believed. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. is, that's, you know what I mean? That's, that is that's the plight of the woman right there. Yep. Yeah. 
And it's I, what can we do as, well, even men, but really as a society, what can we do to empower them to where they're not waiting 30, 40 years to come yeah. out? They're not so fearful to come out. What can we do more to empower them to feel like their voice is heard? Yeah. Cause I feel like that's the, and that's why even the ones that it actually happened, but they waited so long, no one believes them. Cause they're like, you waited 30 years. Really? Did it really yeah. happen? You know, that's, yeah. we got to find a way to empower them to where they feel like they're going to be heard. And yeah. they don't, they're not afraid to come out and say, Hey, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think, I think honestly, it, it depends on the state and it's really the judicial system from, from my yeah. point of view. The reason being is because like some states, you have to get up and you have to retell what exactly happened mm-hmm. in yeah. front of the court. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, like if, if a woman was raped and now she has to relive that in front of a group of people. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't I could even not imagine, imagine like that. how emotionally like distraught that would be. And so like I think I think women are very calculated. Like they're very, they're very intelligent. I think that like they just don't want to have to relive it. If it's already something as traumatic as that, mm-hmm. you don't want to go through it again. Yeah. yeah. And but think- also how calculated and I asked this because part of our podcast is that I'll examine all views. Yeah. Like how calculated do you have to be to make that stuff up, you know, Ooh, to be able to completely fabricate man. something like that? That's got to be a mental health issue, in my opinion. Yeah. You got to I mean, be you're thinking so many person. steps ahead. You know well, what I mean? And that's when I get back to the whole conspiracy thing. And it's not yeah. maybe not a conspiracy, but there's people who have agendas. Mm. And they will they know that, especially right now, the yeah. whole Me Too movement, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And for a certain dollar, I'm sure anybody would say anything, you yeah. know, and that's, and it sucks to even think like that. But with certain things that have been proven that the woman was lying recently, it's like, man, mm-hmm. you know, how let's, much did let's they Let's throw benefit? a hypothetical out then. Yep. Let's throw a hypothetical mm-hmm. out. Oh, man. You all love football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's say hypothetically that Antonio Brown, he was probably in, this is definitely a conspiracy theory. I think he was screwing up on purpose. And at the Raiders, so he could get to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think he was screwing up already on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that there, what what if there was somebody that just made the claim because they knew they could make some money off of it to take him down? I'm not saying that that, that whatever. I mean, it seems happen. plausible. Yeah, it, it seems one because the man plausible. is not. You'd be foolish football. to say it doesn't seem like this stuff happens all the time. Right. Yeah, like you want to talk about. Um, what's that show? Um, it's this guy who play, he's on like Showtime. He's like a fixer. Um, Ray Donovan. Yeah. And like they showed one scene and I Google this to make sure like, does this actually happen? So it was, uh, it was some basketball player that was having sex with some chick. Right. And then afterwards the chick runs to the bathroom, but before she, I think she runs to the bathroom, she might, or he goes to the bathroom and then she reaches into the trash can to grab the condom. And then takes everything in the condom and puts that inside of her. So in hopes of getting pregnant, like you, you have, and I Google that. I was like, does that stuff happen? Definitely. Yeah, it happens yeah. because you can I mean, get not money. to me, but it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's like, I'll never make that much yeah, money. <laughs> yeah. Man, if I did though, like, I'd be like, I've made it. I've yeah. Made it. It's like, yeah, for real. <laughs> She's but, taken out of the trash. Come yeah. on, man. You did good. Or you've seen it too, where it's like they were in a relationship and it was a broken relationship. Mm. They're like, all right, I'm going to take you down. Because yep. maybe their intention was to get married and now they're in on the money. Yeah. Now they're out of the picture. Yo, yeah. So I'm going to get this money one way or the other. Yeah. You, you think know? of a player like um, Dwight Howard. I think mm-hmm. he has 11 kids. Is that he has a, a big amount of kids wow. and he's paying millions monthly in child support. 
Like how many of those? Granted, he was dumb as hell. Like when he was younger. Dwight How? Never mind. Huh? He was he was dumb as hell. Yeah, I think I know what you were gonna ask. But uh, made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. But I wonder if any of those were people like trying to get money from him or something like that. You know, it's right. kind of it's it's, it's all pretty, conjecture. I mean, you don't you don't know. I mean, like yeah. it could be a one night stand that turned into a lifetime of child yeah. payments. You know, yep. right? So let's talk about the way that social media like why is it that social media turns into like the jury on this stuff why is it that like one of the quotes here i gotta find it um okay so um yeah here it goes we should not uh we should we should not allow social media to rush to judgment in a courtroom composed of clicks that's pretty good because good. you get people just liking stuff it says if we do we run into the paradox that andre lord and i don't know who that is or Audrey Lord warned us about when she said that the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Mm. Um, mm. And that's true. When you start, when you have something like the internet, it's hard to use that same thing to defeat a bigger issue because the same, like people are also using the internet to, to be able to, to counteract that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, it's, she says, we can build restorative, uh, restorative justice process to hold the stories of the accusers and the accused and work together uh, to, ascertain, uh, to ascertain harm and achieve justice without seeing anyone as disposable people and violating their human rights or right to due process. Pretty yeah. good right there. That's something that I think that uh, society, especially a connected society, is guilty of. Yeah. We will absolutely just throw you into the trash and like reduce any way for you to recover and it's it's a shame because when i watch something like the um the presidential debates mm -hmm. uh you see all these nominees and it's like how much time it, it's 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 hilarious to see how much time they spend on something that someone said 35 years ago do you know what i mean yeah like yeah. joe biden you said that you know, in 19, when hardly anyone asking the question was probably alive, right, people right. in this, in the stands were not alive, but they're like, Oh shit. He's, he had a problem with, you know, like busing, you know, busing people to schools. You know what I'm saying? So now you have someone having to defend. He probably no longer thinks about that. Right. And now he's having to recall and defend something that doesn't even matter anymore. Right. Granted it, what his change might've had an effect. Right. Sure. But that is not, we, we can't just th assume that people are going to be the same way, especially politicians. Yeah. Right. Like well, we that goes back to like what Russell said. Mm -hmm. Like if, if we're honest, like we're not allowing people to have growth. Yeah. Like in that yep. situation, like, like in the sixties, that was a different political way atmosphere. different that was atmosphere, a, a social atmosphere. Yeah. And now in 2019, we're talking about what he did in the sixties. Like to go back to exactly what you said, we're not giving that man any personal growth. You have to say that you're solidified yeah. from what, like that doesn't give you the chance to evolve. Yeah. And that's really shitty because I mean, if, if they ask us when we were 18, what we thought the world was like, it was going to be completely oh, different God, yeah. than what you think it is today. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're, and you're talking what, 16 years from yeah. 16 years mm -hmm. ago. So, I mean, think about how long ago that would be for Biden in the sixties. Yeah. Like his political views have changed. His social views have changed. Yep. I mean, I think like we're not giving people the chance to have life experiences to change them for the better. We always yeah. think that you're going to be, it's stunted growth essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's terrible because I mean, if, 
if you're the same person you were 16 years ago, then you've not evolved as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, I also want to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, was, which was uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. yeah. Seeing her sitting out there with, you know, George Bush. Oh, but yeah. let me tell you, guess who was, all, who was also hanging out? Guess who's buddy-buddy with George Bush? Barack and Michelle Obama. I don't see anyone saying a damn thing trying to cancel them. No. In fact, there's all sorts of people like, look, George Bush is willing to throw it away for for Michelle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, for sure. They're all, yeah. yeah, we'd all throw it away for Michelle You're Obama. Damn right, man. You're <laughs> but, damn right. But it's it's crazy seeing how quickly people will try and throw people into the trash mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. Even Chris had made a uh, he he had posted on my wall, yeah. and he's not here to defend himself, so this is fun. But he he sent a post and saying, you know, talking about. Uh, no matter say you know no matter what about Trump you know uh um George Bush is still the worst president ever and all that kind of stuff and people went back and forth in their mm-hmm. talks about it everyone can have their own view about it but the fact that we are still going through and it's not even so much just Chris's view on it but it's the fact that people will absolutely throw someone away because of something like that. he's not here anymore to do to do any mm-hmm. changes granted the things that presidents and politicians do, the changes aren't felt for years afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I but if someone's that. going and watching a football game, you know what I'm saying? And I think it was because, too, because she's an open liberal left. Yeah. She's a and lesbian. She's a lesbian. She's a woman. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And they're like, how dare you? You should be standing. And it's almost like the voice of that community is, you should be standing with us and combating this guy. And I love what she said. She yeah. said, I hang out with people all the time that don't think like me. And that's the beauty of it. Me and Kalu disagree about stuff all the time, but I still talk with him and I still learn from him and I still grow when mm-hmm. we talk because you've got to learn how to surround yourself with people that are different. And so yes. she's embodying that. That's part of her success. I bet too. Yes. That's, yes. that's how agree. she's where she is. Yep. You know, and you see a lot of people that's like, I'm not going to work with this person because of how they think. Like, you enjoy staying in neutral where you are. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't have to, and I can work, I work in a, you know, the the majority of the people that I work with are pretty conservative anyway. Mm-hmm. Not, not co-workers. I mean, just like the clientele that I have are pretty conservative. But I have no problems having a talk with them about anything. Yeah. And that's the way that it should be. And they all say, like, you're, you know, you're different. It's cool being able to talk normally without any mm-hmm. kind of, thing going on like not feeling like you're going to get canceled right there you know so much of the stuff that we say on this podcast i I remember worrying about it saying like oh man i'm going to say something off color or whatever but i always invite anyone who doesn't agree with what i say to come on and let's talk about it help me be right help me understand right but if you're gonna if you're just gonna sit on the sidelines and not try to make an impact to help the other person learn to hopefully you know, slow down or even stop a potential problem when someone has a platform like this to say what they want and they have people listening and stuff like that. If you're not going to do the work to help fix that, shut the hell up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut up. That. Yeah. Especially like if you're, especially if you're not going to participate, it's always easy to, to sit behind a computer monitor or but like uh, behind your phone and say yeah. anything you want to say. Keyboard activists, man. And, and, and what happens yep. is, is like they're injecting themselves mm-hmm. in, in something that doesn't involve them at all. Like, right. like honestly, if it wasn't for George W. Bush and Ellen, like being together, like this wouldn't even be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were just two regular people out in the world, nobody cares, you know, but yeah. I mean, it's good old George W. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's just the matter that somebody shouldn't 
I shouldn't care what you do or you do if it doesn't directly affect my life. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to comment on what's going on in your life because, to be frank, it's none of my damn business. Yeah. Like, your life doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. So then at that point, like, we can come to a common agreement. Like, whatever you want to do at home is is up to you. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. And if we just let people just, even if they have a disagreement, to at least get together and have a beer and watch a terrible team play football. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to read this statement here. Um, it says the main, the main argument against cancel culture is that it doesn't, and we've talked about this is that it doesn't enable people who have wronged or supposedly wronged society, the opportunity to apologize and learn from their mistakes. The consequences are swift. People, uh, people's followers can drop them in a matter of minutes. And while, Many canceled celebrities do apologize. These statements often fall on deaf ears. Moreover, the public is not educating them about why their actions were hurtful and wrong. It's just shutting them out instead. Rather than holding people accountable for their actions, it's dismissing the people entirely. That's a problem with cancel culture. Like I'm fine with I'm fine with calling people out. Yeah. I'm op- absolutely fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. But the next step is show you how to get better. Yeah. Like help, help that person learn. Now, not everyone wants to learn and that's fine. You know, I get it. Not everyone wants to learn, but you, we have to at least make the effort to teach, you know, yeah. and it, it's so it's, it takes way less energy to, to put someone on blast and to cancel them and to say all this other stuff and make posts. And you know how little energy it takes to copy and paste a URL from about an article that you didn't like and just share it on Facebook or that you didn't even read or that you didn't because even everybody else, is bro. Doing it. And bro. that's what we're seeing in, in especially America today is we're yes. seeing people that are uninformed, yes. but everybody else is doing it. So, well, I'm, I'm going to believe that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guarantee you like one or two people said something about Ellen. Everybody's like, and they just, yeah. and all of a sudden it just went viral yep. because it's like, this is the popular thing mm-hmm. to do. You know, the popular thing is to roast Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that he said on there. Yeah. Now, if you if you guys check the news this morning, uh, one of the I can't remember their name, but they were very prominent in the trans community just recently committed suicide. Mm-hmm. But what the articles are showing right now is uh, essentially that person who is linked or referenced to Dave Chappelle stand up comedy, of course, committed are. suicide. Of course, they are. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that to be insensitive. I don't think it's. It, yeah. Um, it's, it's very like tactful said, to word it like that. Yeah, when, when you make when you take an issue like me, like mental health yeah. and you make it into that, like they're saying that Dave Chappelle stand up comedy made this person bad. When if you read the article, it was saying that when Dave it was, had something like uh, Dave was doing like a practice run of this stuff. And this person, it was quoted that they, they quoted that that person was laughing the hardest at his jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when and the thing that this person said, I've got I've got to look their name up, but they were essentially they gave Dave Chappelle kudos for normalizing the trans movement. Yeah. Like that's one thing that I've always liked about comedy is that it normalized these things that were once taboo or mm-hmm. whatever. And when you're able to laugh at it, mm-hmm. you yeah. can move past it. Right. I think and, that, and the, ahead, the comedy culture, like all those people, I feel get it. You know, yeah. you see people like Lisa Lapinelli. Do you remember that lady Man. said some off the wall she shit? Said a you know lot what I'm of saying? Dick sucking jokes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of dick sucking Do you remember? Jokes. And this this was this wasn't too far after Hurricane Katrina. She was over there like, 
uh, she's like, I fucked more black guys than Hurricane Katrina. Oh, yeah. You know how many gosh. people were just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, like awkward laughing. That's the best laugh when you know you shouldn't yeah, laugh. You know you shouldn't like, laugh. Oh, that's and that's good. all of Dave Chappelle's That's stuff. all of his comedy. But he talked about that there's an agenda out there yeah. against him. Mm-hmm. And it's some of the stuff he says is yeah. very insensitive. I, yeah. I, I mean, granted, like there's some stuff. But at the same time, he's not, I don't think he's being malicious. And, no. and to, with the whole trans thing, I think. You know, and, and and I'm not one of those. I believe people who are trans have mental illness mm. because they're trans, but they deal with issues. They yeah. deal with society that doesn't accept yeah. them. Mm-hmm. They deal with looking in the mirror and yes. not feeling yeah. what they not say. feeling I mean, I be- what they. You know, I truly yeah. believe that. And so there is mental things that go mm-hmm. on. And you know, so to, so you're downplaying all that. And yeah, Dave and you're making it about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, the one thing that he also said was like, whenever the um uh he couldn't they. I think it's like the ethics group or something like that at comedy central told him like, Hey, uh, you, you can't say the, the F word, the, the mm-hmm. home, the, the homophobic F word. Right. And uh, I won't even say it on here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but they were allowing him to say the N word as a, much as he, wanted. as much as he wanted, yeah. you know? And so they were like, uh, he asked why he couldn't say that. Essentially they said, because you're not gay. You're not in that community, and he was. He told him, "Well, I'm not a, you know what I'm yeah, saying." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told him that, and it's just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And, and I'm not, I'm not gonna play devil's advocate on this because, like, I do feel like comedians, um, comedians have a very special place in this world because yes. a lot of things are tragic, and if you can make light of it, yes. and kind of help that growth, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's one of the best things in the world. And so it's, it's kind of funny because, like, um. You you see those trucks back in the day, like when we were kids, you saw those trucks had like the um, the triangles on them that said like safe place. Like mm-hmm. if you were in trouble as a kid, you could run to this truck yep. or whatever it was, it like had an emblem on it. Like the comedian, when they're on stage, that is their safe place. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what they're doing in their safe place, you don't have to stay there. Yeah. You don't I have think, to buy the tickets. Yeah, you, don't have, to yeah, you don't have to support it. Like yeah. I think some people do that to get a to get a rise out of somebody mm-hmm. else, which is tragic because you're taking a seat from somebody that would really enjoy yeah. seeing this instead of you being so fucking critical. Like how shitty is your life that you got to go try to take somebody down. That's at the peak of theirs. Yeah. Right. I mean, Chappelle is probably, one he's of the, a God in he's, the comedy. He's, he's one yeah. of the greatest comedic yeah. geniuses we've ever Absolutely. had. Ever, yeah. And the thing is that like, we want to crucify him for something he says in jest. Yeah. Like, how many people have made 9-11 jokes? I've made a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that like, it's not that I'm taking away from those victims. Yeah. I just think that like, at some point you have to make a joke or you've got to move to, to help move on. You mm-hmm. have to do something to start that healing process. Yeah. Who was that one comedian that was on Saturday night live who had made 9-11 jokes and, you know, came out that his father died in the, in the things. And he was talking about some, oh, uh, he was, uh, uh, he was engaged to Ariana Grande. Yeah, um, yeah, he was engaged he was, to her. And well, do you know his name? Pete. Pete Davidson. Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson yeah. It. And so he had to apologize to, what was the other guy? He was like, a, um, he lost, he, he wears an eye patch. He's a politician that I wears an eye patch. About. But he had to apologize to him. I think he might have lost the eye in the 9-11 thing or something. I couldn't remember the yeah. story, but he went through and sort of had to explain himself, like, I lost my father in this. And I kind of think that he spun it, he spun his apology into something where it was like, you know, I've realized that I have a problem and all this other stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, 
in the comedic realm, that's where they get their inspiration. They have to go to dark places. So you to have to go to a dark place to get that. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for me to sort of buy that, buy into the apology. Sure. Like it felt like he was just kind of just doing it. You know what I mean? And I get that he people didn't want to get canceled. He didn't want to get canceled. Yep. Yeah. Why, but why do, why are people forced to apologize? Like as a kid, let's say, let's say you did. Well, someone wrong. didn't really apologize. Like Roseanne issued a non-apology, you know, when she yeah. made her, racist comment she was like i was on ambien you know what i'm saying but she said that all happen. that let, like like let that litmus let the litmus test happen and see what happens mm-hmm. like if you're unapologetic of what like let's say i did something wrong and i don't feel like i did anything wrong why should i apologize yeah. if these people don't feel like they did anything wrong don't let them like don't don't force somebody to give a hollow apology because yeah. i'm gonna respect those are worse a lot less yeah so. those are worse and I feel like that's the worst because if somebody says, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry," but it's not genuine, you're like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, like there's no, there's no reason for it. There's, yeah. there's none. It's a, uh, it's, it's crazy the way that this cancel culture works. And again, being, being on a podcast and all that kind of stuff, I, that's something that we don't worry about as much anymore. But uh, definitely something we worried about before. And and when we have people like. You know, I'll, I'll even say when we had like Jorge on the episode mm-hmm. the other a couple of weeks ago, I was like, is he about to say some shit that's going to like mess, you know, mess yeah. us up or something like that? Yeah. And then afterwards, I was just like, you know what? That, you know, that just expect that. That's what's going to happen on our podcast. And, you know, you know, thankfully I can have I was I was glad to have him on there. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. That was a wild ride. man. Yeah, I super wild ride. Wild ride. But uh, I'm glad truthfully at the end of it. I'm glad that someone felt that comfortable to talk mm-hmm. to us about whatever. At the end of the day, that's something that's severely lacking yes. in this society is a safe space to be wrong, be right, just to be yourself. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good stopping point for that part. I want to transition into our next topic. And so um, I want you guys to imagine, and this kind of falls in line with what we're talking about right now. Imagine a world or imagine a world without the news and social media. And then how do you think that our lives might be if we didn't have that? Me personally, I feel like if if all I saw was everything around me, I don't think the world I would say the world is that bad. You're like, man, this is pretty great. <laughs> like cuz I can I can walk outside of my neighborhood, knock on people's doors, talk to them, I can just do all sorts of, you know, I drive to work. There's, I don't have the fear of something happening. Right. Um, yeah. it, I don't know. It's, but, but when I do take in a lot of the news, when I do take in a lot of social media, one thing that happens to me is that I, I find myself comparing my life to other people's and I sure. find myself saying like, man, this world is darker. Now I think the news does, does do a good thing to help like bring a lot of stuff to light. I'm not saying that the news is bad or anything. This is all theoretical here, but, uh, and the same thing goes for social media. It's brought tons of stuff to light. It's created all sorts of opportunities for many people, but like how, how bad or good would the world be without social media? What do you guys think? Yeah. I think if I were to just base my reality off of that, my reality, not my social reality, not, you know, not what's happening around the world. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with being informed. I think people need to be informed, but it's really not that bad. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel the effects of 
because I hear people saying all the time, oh man, this world's going, you know, we're going to hell. This whole thing, everything's falling apart. Mm -hmm. America's falling apart. The world's falling apart. And I'm like, I've gone like every day and never felt that until I open up my phone or until I turn on the, you know, the news station. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's a heightened awareness of what's going on that isn't not, I'm not saying it's not necessary, but at the same time, like we're, we're so lost in that reality that we've lost our true reality and what we see. Yeah. Like you said, what if what I saw was just what I saw? That's Mm -hmm. it. That's all I knew. Do you know it was, there was a stat, I can't remember where I read it, but they said something like in the past, I want to say like maybe 10, 15 years, uh, one fifth of every local news source in America has been shut down like that. And so people are forced to get their news and information from places that have nothing to do with where they are. Or somebody that's bought out that news station yes. that has an agenda. Yes. Yeah. Now I'll say all day that I think the majority of what I see in like BG daily news is hot garbage. <laughs> like oh, there's sure. some people are, yeah, there's some people I was like, who is writing this shit? You know, yeah. the forums are hilarious. It? Yeah. It's like, bro, you're spelling like, come on, yeah. use Grammarly. Grammarly. It's yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> At least the version I use, like you can really clean up your text on this yeah. stuff. You but, can look a lot more intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing I do like seeing on there, like if there are birthdays, or if there's if one of the sports teams, like the local sports teams, like I'm talking like little league teams or something yeah. like that, does awesome. You know, the news isn't going to show anything no, on them. It doesn't sell. What it doesn't sells sell. Is the tragedy. What sells yeah. is the drama. What sells is the this heightened sense of just almost unrest, which doesn't really make sense. But that's all we see. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think though that if those news things weren't there and social media, do you think that we as just people in the area where we live? Do you think that we'd put more effort into trying to know what's going on in our town or would we be like, just be like content with what worth where we are Ask North Korea, man. I mean like that, I mean, they don't have a whole lot of yeah. social media presence, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But I think for North Korea is dangerous because <laughs> they is. have a state run news. Yeah. yeah. Like and, it, and everything is propaganda. Yeah. And some um, of them still think we're still at war. Yeah. Now, technically we haven't said the war is over but we're just like, we're just not bombing each other. Or anything. <laughs> I think that social media is, is good. I think, I think the positive stuff in social media is good, mm-hmm. but when it's negative, it hits a low that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. We have a lot of kids and I say kids like teenagers killing themselves because of being outed via social media, something coming out via social media. And I think that's very tragic because it's like you had mentioned you had, you'd, you'd made a, like a, a comparison of like social media to a gun. Mm-hmm. And I feel Learning like. Learning to respect it. Yeah. And, and I don't feel like we respect it. We kind of like, it's like giving an AR to a three-year-old and people just start typing shit, not, not thinking about what they put out there. Mm-hmm. And they don't think about the impact it's going to have on somebody else. And so um, I try to. I try to censor myself as much as I can on social media because the reason being is um, I don't like, I'm never going to be ashamed of anything that I've done mm-hmm. um, because I don't feel like I should shame myself of, of something sure. I've done. But also the thing is when you put yourself out on social media, then you have to defend yourself for something that you are completely secure with. Mm-hmm. So that could be family, that could be friends that could put a lot of stress on you. So like I am very, very, uh, censored on social media. That doesn't mean that like I don't still use it, mm-hmm. 
but also I look at it as a tool to connect with people. I don't look at it as anything else. That's what it was when when Facebook. Well, my, I think it's like MySpace. Oh person, yeah, but like mm. when Facebook was created, Tyler, their push wife. was yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. Man, uh, you're I top five, miss, man. You're, yeah, I just yeah. miss that you could have a wallpaper, and I miss that you could play a song. People yep. click on there. Ah, oh, dude. But it was created to connect you with people that lived far away. Really, I think yeah. it was more or less to connect you with people like family members, relatives that that live far away. And sure. for me, that's kind of how it started because I always lived far from my family. But if you look at it where it started and where it is that now, 95% of my friends I live in the same town as. Mm-hmm. I see on a daily basis. Or maybe not a daily basis, but I see at least once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do I really need to be connected with them on social media? Can I just ask you in person? Yeah. You know, it, it, so it's the more connected we become on social media, it's been said. The less connected. The less connected we are. Bro, so I didn't go to my 10-year high school reunion because I was just like, you already I'll, know what's ever. I can type your name in. Exactly. And, and so, and I would go on this, I would have this running joke with myself where I'd be like, not enough of you have died yet. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, 20 years, you'd be like, oh, okay. Like, you know that there's some real changes. Yeah. 10 yeah. years, people are still being silly and, right. you know, getting drunk, getting, you know, so it's like not enough people have died, have kids, all that kind of stuff. Like there haven't been any life changing moments with any of you guys. So what's the point of even checking it out? But also yeah. do you care about all of them? Like, no, that's the thing is like, absolutely if you, not. If you don't I care don't. about them, then the thing is like, cause we had, a uh, nobody showed up to the tenure union. And the thing is like, I don't really give a shit about, I would say 80% of yeah. the people I yeah. went to high school with. Not because like they were just terrible people, but like high school was not fun for me. So like yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang out and relive yeah. like I hate when people me. I hate reliving stuff. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I, like I love where I'm where I am in my life so much that I don't want to hang out with people who only remember mm-hmm. from high school that would do crazy. Days. Yeah. Because yeah. those it's not so much that they were the good, like they were just the days. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny because like, uh, I have, we have this thing called wifeless Wednesday with a few of the guys I yeah. used to go to high school with. We just go like grab wings or something somewhere. Um, and we just kind of like try to like connect once a month, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And the thing is like, I still care about those guys deeply. They're great friends, but we maintain that friendship after high school, mm-hmm. after elementary school, after middle school. So like we grew up together. Yeah. So the thing is like, those are the people I care about. And like, I don't have to check a social media post because I see them often enough right. to be like, Hey man, you okay? Like I'll check yeah. in on them mm-hmm. versus like some people that like may live a few doors down in the same apartment area mm-hmm. that I'm at. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they're like, Hey man, I had a new kid. And I'm like, so I had like, a new kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like what year is it? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you got, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't give a shit about yeah, them. Like, yeah. and that's, and that's not because like, I'm so self-servant. Like I'm, I'm so into my own shit, but like, I just don't care if somebody from high school had anything big happen to them. Like, yeah. because it, it doesn't affect me directly. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, then like social media then is a crutch because mm-hmm. if I'm not going to be friends with you in, in person, I'm not going to be friends with you on social media. Yeah. Me and my wife, we don't really like click and like each other's stuff mm-hmm. on social media. Like I, I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. And you're if probably there. Uh, yeah. I yeah. might be there. Yeah. yeah. And if there's, if there's something that you want, just, Hey, I'm, I'm on the couch next to you or something like that. Just literally no need to tag. Just move your phone for yeah. like yeah. two and a half feet. Huh, hey, hey look, look at this. Yeah. That's pretty funny. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't need to do it. So there's, I even have my 
just my group of friends too. We have our chat groups and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and we'll those do that. Are like, the best. yeah, those are for those are real funny. Those are the best. That is some shit I would easily get canceled for. Yeah. <laughs> some of my, I'd lose some, a job. Yeah, some of my group chats. But you know, the things like Chris and I, he and I joke that like when we post each other's stuff on each other's wall, it's purely entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's to joke with other people. We'll say something. I'll say something off the wall. We, yeah, we troll time. each other that all the time. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I love trolling yeah. because it's such an art form. Yeah. The thing is, like, like a lot of people, not to get off topic, but a lot of people question intent that you're yes. putting on there. Yeah. So then it becomes this bigger issue. And mm-hmm. Instead of you just being like, hey, man, this is a really fucking great meme. Yeah. I want you to have it. Yeah. Like, you it's, think it's funny. That's yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I, I want you to have a good belly laugh like I have, yep. and I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that are on their not part of like maybe your core yeah. friends, they see it and they're like, Oh, they got to say something back. Like, fuck it, man. Just keep it moving. Pimpin'. Yeah. Just like, keep just it moving. Keep yeah. And I think that well, it's not really off topic because that's the danger of social media. Yes. Where used to, I would see you tomorrow at mm-hmm. work or whatever and say, Hey man, did you hear about Oh, that was so funny. Or I'd show you, you know, maybe I took a picture of it on my, yeah. whatever. But now because I put it out there on yeah. social media, it's exactly that you open this whirlwind of just people's, keyboard activists mm-hmm. that come in and they feel like they have to say something and, it's and like, things that like were meant for you mm-hmm. like it was meant for just us to have a conversation about other people will jump in there and i was like well why'd you post it on facebook yeah exactly yeah there, i mean it's a legitimate why are question you commenting? yeah it's a legitimate question but it's just like if if social media was gone i do think that i would have well i think that my circle of friends would be smaller sure. um it would it would probably be tighter Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I would also, I will, I won't discount the friendships and connections that I've made with people in the absence of physical, uh, uh, yeah. physical like proximity. Yeah. There's, you know, we did a, um, in, in college, I did a, a research project, uh, where we were talking about the effectiveness of leadership, uh, in, in virtual team settings. And so we studied people playing world of Warcraft, people playing quake, People playing like uh, not Minecraft, uh, Second Skin, uh, all those kind of things, and the research kind of shows like in the absence of your like your physical being, who you yeah. are, race, gender, all that kind of stuff, you tend to have more focus on like a task at hand. Mm-hmm. You tend to sort of focus more on what needs to get done rather than who the instructions are who the information is coming from. That's a good thing right there. And so for me, I do have some very strong connections with people that I've hardly ever seen before, you know, and it's because you do build a level of comfort, sort of being able to talk to them about stuff and just say whatever you want or anything like that. And you just, you guys just kind of know each other. And it's, it's almost like, you don't even want to actually see them because no. it's like, this is cool. Yeah, you know, like let's not ruin what let's we not have, ruin bro. what we got, bro. This is, this is pretty yeah. tight. There was, a, there was a, I read an article one time. It was about a guy that had played like call of duty with this guy for like 10 years. Yeah. And then like, they finally met. Yeah. Really? And it was like, it was, and I think it was like at one of their weddings. Are you kidding? And I'm thinking, I'm like, how great is that? Yeah. That's like, awesome. That's, that's what social media. And that's what like connection via, 
via internet, however it is, like especially like when you're when you're playing Call of Duty, like you got a lot of kids in that chat room saying a lot of shit that they yeah, shouldn't be saying. Yeah, dude. Like, I just want to find Billy who called me the N word. Oh like, man, it's like here I am, Billy. There's nothing. Hey, where's your mom? Yeah, That's where's you your mean. mom? I don't, I've been talking about fucking her for for so many rounds, dude, homie. There's <laughs> like there's nothing that makes me feel better when some kid like because because like it'll be a it'll be a video that pops up. There'll be some kid that drops the N bomb. You're just like, ooh, he does not have the skin complexion. Mm, should be saying that. Right. And all of a sudden, there's a black guy in the like in the same chat room, and like it goes on this whole tirade. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Like yeah. I enjoy it because I played Call of Duty for mm-hmm. years. But I think that that's like the positive stuff that comes out of that. Like those guys were friends. Like yeah. they probably. I mean, it probably took them two or three years to like kind of break the ice mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. But I mean, what you're going through, like a ship going on a mission to capture the flag. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. They're, they're together. They're your ride or die. They're your ride or like, die, man. Yeah. Like on your right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what you want, man. Yeah. But I mean, like to see somebody, I, I, I don't remember the whole numbers, but I want to say it was like eight to 10 years. They'd been playing together yeah. and then they Jeez. met each other. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's like older too, weren't they? Like in their mid thirties or forties. Or yeah. Something? I, I want to say they were like, like mid to like mid thirties to late. 30s i think yeah. is what it was they've been playing Golly. for years together yeah that's, that's beautiful man but i mean that's what it should do social media should bring people together and stop and stop being so divisive yeah. yeah but i think one thing that we can do is obviously we can be a part of the that solution and try to i guess i'll be more mindful of the stuff that we post but dude it's just it's just exhausting mm-hmm. and yeah. i do have i i wish that i can be like my wife where she'll go on like a six month detox just my wife like, does it all the time she'll, yeah she'll all literally yeah. post like the the deuces symbol and that's it and then, she's out. And then i i don't see it until it's like so, i scroll down so and i'm just like oh you're married to a blank thing and i'm just like <laughs> i was like oh it says clues you married. yeah it just yeah. says i'm married so i was like oh did you jump off all right that's cool it whatever seems like you know? the, it's it, if she does that next time, I'm gonna make sure that I'm married to Kalu after that. Yeah, just yeah. to see what happens. I'm totally, like, yeah. yeah. Just, just see like totally changing like, my status. Happens. They're like, my holy shit. Marriage. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. So many people be like, what happened? Angry face from the old people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, like, so, marriage status, it's complicated. It's complicated. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's. I wish that we can mess with people like that, and then just sort of like let it be you know like people yeah. can laugh about it but so many people take that stuff seriously oh people gosh, get man. so offended man like yeah and, and i don't know what it is like where like did this I, happen if i see if i see something on facebook that i don't like i don't like i don't get on there and like try to break it down i just yeah. keep moving because mm-hmm. if somebody else has that opinion you're allowed to have that opinion like yeah opinions can't be right or wrong yeah it's just your opinion six what? six months to a year ago mm-hmm. i i'd be on there Man, yeah. just going keyboard at it. Like, warrior. Oh, man, not necessarily keyboard warrior because I would back it up and I'd see you in person talk about it. But I would be like, oh man, this ain't right. And I get on there, but I found myself in the last probably six months, I don't post as much as I, I used don't to either. I don't either. Because it's not worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not worth and if the people want to know what's going on with my life, they'll just you have ask my you. phone number. Yeah. yeah. Come find me. One hundred percent. And there, and also too with with social media, it makes me feel like I have to hold on to friendships that. I don't really not not that I don't want. Yeah. You just it's don't just care. Like, I just and it's not even that I don't care. It's just like it's, it's too consuming. It's way too consuming. It is consuming, but it's like that's just not where I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, th- there's it's not right or wrong or anything. Like that is just not there. And so when you see the person, it's so weird when they're talking about shit like experiences that I was like, yeah, I guess I shared that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And it's like, you weren't there. That really wasn't your experience. So when they come up and they're asking about my stepdaughter, they're asking about these things and I haven't seen them in forever. And they're like, Oh, I love that. They have this post. I'm like, I need to chill out with like the stuff that I post. I can't stand people who talk about a social media post or like, Oh, did you see what I posted in person? Mm. Cause it's like, let's just leave it on social media. Can we talk about anything else? And then, yeah, you have people that feel like they know everything that's going on with you. And you're like, yeah, man. It, it, it turns I, into I what we to be able to share that information. With yes, you. Yeah. Not, you get it secondhand. It turns into what we talked about in our previous episode about surrogation. Mm-hmm. How people will would sooner yeah. take the the idea of the experiences that you had and the idea of the thoughts and opinions and stuff like that, as opposed to just trying to learn it on their own or do the work to come and ask you and talk to you about it. Right. It's really terrible if that happens so often. So yes, I do limit a lot of the stuff that I do post and a lot of the events in my life or something like that. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I just kind of leave it alone. What about news? What do you think about news? Now people with, with news, you know, there's the echo chambers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, recently I can't remember the guy, is it something Smith? He just left Fox news because, he Shepard Smith Shepard. Yeah. So yeah, Shep I, just, Smith. I just remember the name cause I don't know anybody that's named Shepard outside right. of a guy that's yeah. a real shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> real dude. You're just like, well, <laughs> but he had I, his argument or supposed argument was like the, the network was moving away from facts and just opinion and all that kind of stuff. I feel and like that's all. That's all really news. Is. Yeah. And it's like, and I, that's where my struggle, I really don't, look at the news or watch the news maybe as much as I should mm. um, because it's almost become, it's become that it's like, Hey, I'm going to give you my opinion on this instead of like, give me the facts first. And if I want to watch an opinion, then I'll go to the, you know, the, that, and I think, but even facts get spun. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, some, but like you can't even, you we're in a position now where it's like, you can't even trust yourself because you know, what if the things that we, what if the information that we find and the information that we discover may not even be the actual thing. We may not get the full context. And yeah. this is why I give my shout out to journalists out in the world because they do that research. They yeah. stay up late. They're in the, you know, the especially the people that are out in like um, Syria and shit like that. And they're, you know, writing articles and they're, you know, recording video as bombs and shit are dropping and stuff yeah. like that. They're getting firsthand experience on what's happening. But it's whenever it gets back here. Sometimes that stuff gets filtered out. Sometimes that stuff gets, you know, uh, put away or something like that, or just not even shown or anything like that. So it makes it hard to want to have a worldview. It's like it's a necessary evil of yeah. having a yeah. worldview because you don't know if it's the actual view of the world. Well, I mean, in, in that same respect, like when it comes to like news, it doesn't matter whatever news it is, whatever mm. channel it is, they are they're trying to sell ads. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if, if you have news for 24 hours, there's not enough news yeah. in 24 hours to fill that up. Right. So then you have to have people come up there and just say whatever the fuck they want to say. Dude, that's opinions. a good thing. There may there probably isn't enough like real news nah. to, to take up like 24 hours, but somehow they manage to do it. Well, what they do is they have all these shows that are politically based and, and yeah. obviously in the world that we're in, politics are real. Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing is, is that like, when it comes to like, we'll take Fox News, CNN, everybody has like a news like station, but they are selling ads. They are mm-hmm. selling space in between their shows. That's where they make their money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is like, if you get paid by how much ad time you can get, then at that point, 
they're going to say whatever the hell they can say to get people on to watch that show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, like Bill O'Reilly is a big fucking turd, yeah. but he sold a lot of shit because he said a lot of terrible things about people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason that he had so much money was because he was selling ads in between his shows. Yeah. It's not because he's a not great because guy. his information is right or wrong. Exactly, it's because it's, it's all he gets opinion. ads. Yeah, and it goes back to what what is selling, and that's why yeah. maybe there is enough real news to fill it up, but that's not what sells. Yeah, that's yeah. not what people want to hear about. They'd rather talk about, I mean, anything. I feel like anything that happens in the political world, we're going to talk about, like this whole Ukraine thing. I feel like we're going to talk about it for the next probably six months. Yeah, you know what I mean. They and it's like there's space. a bunch of mm-hmm. other stuff that's going on. It's not that we don't need to figure out what's going on there. But it's like, okay, do we have to spend the whole hour yeah. talking about this one thing? You know? Well, I mean, in, in that same respect, like, just thinking, like, isn't that what newspapers do? Don't they have, like, the idea that there's all these articles that can go out, and then the newspaper says, all right, this is going to be good, this is trash, this mm-hmm. is good, yeah. this is trash. Yep. Maybe maybe Bowling Green Daily News could probably do a little more culling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, honestly, like, that's what they could, I mean, like, that's what we do, mm-hmm. but we... We filter our news more than we filter ourselves. Mm-hmm. We filter our our we filter what we want to see. Like I personally like seeing good stuff, like because like as being a person that's dealt with depression, I don't want to see any more shit. I got enough shit going on up here. I don't I yeah. don't want anything yeah. else. So because of that, like I like seeing the good stuff. I like seeing that some kid that had childhood like cancer fucking beat it. Like, yeah, yeah man, good for you. You know, like Go out there, take your first chick, you know, like whatever you got to do. Like I'm happy for him, but I just like, I don't like seeing the negative stuff. And I know the world is negative. There's, there's real things that go on, but nonetheless, like it does suck to, to see like the same shit day in and day out. And like, I always say like, if you're, if you're looking for some type of information and you're going to go just strictly on one news network, you're a moron. So check this out. Um, I was just trying to find, uh, any sort of studies that, um, talks about the breakdown of what the news is Mm -hmm. right now. And so this article was written in 2013. I would imagine the numbers are probably skewed even more. But what they have here is that at this study, this was done in uh, uh, over the course of three days uh, in uh, 2012. And so they measured CNN. So the amount of uh, commentary or opinion news versus actual like factual reporting news in 2012 and i know that numbers absolutely changed yeah. uh 46 percent of the news was opinion and 54 percent was <clears throat> was factual reporting it's right it's like 70 30 now dude yeah and what and here's the thing check this out it said on fox news 55 percent was commentary and opinion and uh 45 percent was factual reporting so for msnbc 85% was commentary and opinion and 15% was factual reporting. That's a now, shame. if you look at some of these networks, CNN is left-leaning. So, 100%. yeah, 100% left-leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox News obviously is right-leaning. MSNBC, I think they're pretty left. Yeah. Uh, but I would imagine that they're more entertainment in my opinion. But I would imagine that at this time in 2012, Whenever the, and I'm doing my air quotes, ruling party is there, I would imagine that the news networks do more to be like, okay, we're going to have more commentary or we're going to have more facts and stuff like Mm. that because the person that they want is essentially in power. And so when the losing party, or I'm doing air quotes, losing party is there, 
you're going to see a shitload of commentary yeah. and opinion because they're going to spin things because that's entertaining, especially when you don't like the person that's in power. So of course you're going to really double down and put yourself into an echo chamber and then that's the kind of stuff you're going to listen to. Yeah. So it's you see confirmation bias, right? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's surrogation bias. It's yeah. confirmation bias, all of that. And so I think right now, um, as we get into the cancel culture, as we get into just social media, just taking over everything, um, that social media in itself is its own news network, in yes. my opinion. Yeah. And so that is probably 95 percent opinion and commentary and likes you know what i mean and then you know five percent factual reporting and i think that the factual reporting is just facebook live that's what i think it's just because there's an actual you see what is actually going on outside of that it's completely just like people doing whatever you know whatever they want saying whatever they want so but what i think has happened now again going into the cancel culture and where social media is going that is going to have a crazy impact on the coming elections. It's going to have, because by number, like by sheer numbers, there are more uh, left-leaning liberal people in the United States than there are uh, conservatives. Mm-hmm. That's what the numbers show, mm-hmm. because the majority of populations do live in well, yeah, these cities. Hillary win by like three million. Yeah, she, she, yeah, but people do forget the electoral college. That's what actually Man. picks a president right there. And so be that as it may. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, I think that it's going to be hard in this era because this, and I hate to take it into politics, but this president is pretty tapped in on social media. Very, very tapped. He's in. a I mean, trigger happy on tweets. So yeah. would you say, and this is, and I'll be careful. He'll probably win again. No, here's I the thing. Say, and oh, I say this don't. now, here's the thing. I say that the, I, I, I have a feeling because I think that the numbers are going to be, they're going to skyrocket, but they're going to skyrocket in the places where you expect them to. Like you're yeah, going to see the numbers shoot areas, up yeah. in California. You're going to see the numbers shoot up in New York because there's definitely more angry people, but the numbers need to shoot up. If you're, if you're left leaning, the numbers need to shoot up in the States that were lost. Yeah. That's where it needs yep. to change. And I don't I think that the that. news I networks can, over I can there. I see him losing the, popular vote by even more he'll lose the popular way even more yeah but what i was going to say about about our current president um is maybe his comments a lot of his comments are crazy and stupid and wrong Mm -hmm. but maybe his comments about fake news have some bearing because what we're seeing is basically what he's saying is by saying it's fake news, yes, he's saying you don't agree with me, so I think you're fake. Like I think that's how people interpret it. Sure. I, what I'm interpreting it as, you're not giving me news. You're just giving me your opinion. That's not yes. real news. But when you do something like that and you call stuff fake news, what I believe that you do is that you create a power vacuum or an information vacuum into someone's mind. And that's that's essentially saying what you're listening to is fake. Just listen to me instead. You're and undermining journalists. Yeah, and You're that's just facts. as dangerous. Yeah. yeah, that's just as yeah, dangerous as spending wrong I, I think information. That it's 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 two sided. I think they're both very dangerous. I think that's very dangerous. I agree. Yeah, because it's saying I'm the only one that has valuable. That's not right. Yeah, but it's also just as dangerous to be like. Eh, it's like an abusive boyfriend or something like that, or yeah. one that's fucking around a bunch. You know, someone's like, "You're doing this," and they're saying. Don't believe any of that stuff. They're crazy. They're just believe me. It's on the same level. It's just, it's no different in my opinion. And so you're, you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't, but going on to that, because of 
because of the way I, I, my prediction with news and how things skew between commentary, opinion, and actual facts, um, it's I, again, I do see the numbers shooting up in the places where you expect them to shoot up. The only states that matter in this whole election are going to, it's going to be Florida. It's going to be Ohio. It's going to be Michigan, Pennsylvania. It's going to be those places be, and like, cause everywhere else is swing essentially going to, yeah, they're all swing states. Those are the mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Those yeah. are the only ones that truly matter because everyone is going to essentially vote the same thing. You know what I mean? They're going to vote the same way they did. They're going to vote. Yeah. The exact same way, regardless of what's happened. Yeah. I think that the, the real changes and what I'd like to see is in those cities where like different like city commissioners and uh, uh, state representatives and all that kind of stuff, I would like to see their numbers in voting versus um, versus the news networks and stuff like that. If those places have a lot of local news, like are people watching that? And so like when you see enough of that stuff, it may give you a better because I think that the the journalists do a really good job of showing and bringing to light the stuff that's going on at the local level. You know, I think now people who have voted, you know, Slim Nash in a bunch of times, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, man, he might be a little bit wild. Well, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> my name is JP, man. Fuck that guy. Exactly. So like, if you see that kind of stuff happening, so that's coming out more. That's journalists that it, are doing that. But the reason being, like, it, the, the reason I say that about Slim Nash is, like, if because I'm a large guy, too, man. If I looked like he did in those mug shots, like, I'm not getting out, the, like, in an hour. No, no. You know what I'm saying? With like, a $20 I'm, fine. Fuck that, man. They're yeah. going to be like, no, nah, you're going to spend about a week, and yeah. then uh, you're going to have to start paying some fines. Like, yeah. Man, like, this guy just keeps getting off. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, I would like... I would like, you've used the term before, an overcorrection. Mm. I would really like an overcorrection yeah. for the next election. Not not because, like, I'm such a hard-ass liberal on that, yeah. but it's because, like, I don't like the direction that we're going. Yeah. And so it's really difficult because, like, we're the United States of America. Like, it is the United States. I feel like it, there should be some, like, patriotic music playing right yeah. now. Like, some drums in the background. <laughs> the, like, the, give the, me a good speech, bro. Uh, if I had one, I'd give it to you, but I don't. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is, if we're the United States of America, every state should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, in my opinion, like, I feel like, if if you wanna if if you wanna smoke weed, well, I think that should be across the board. That's the libertarian good, that's, is strong in this one. <laughs> that's not a that's not a really good that's not a really good uh, thing because I, I still I still like I like them little trees, man. Um, so I guess I guess the thing is like if if we're the United States of America, like we should try to unite instead of trying to be so fucking divisive, like. Just because this person has the most money in their campaign fund, that doesn't mean that they should get the fucking election. Yeah, yeah that's what's anything. crazy. That's, like, that's what's crazy. So when you crazy. see their war chest, dear God, right, so it my is, is nuts. Why, why do you have to have that much money to to get an election? Like, is it just for advertising? Like, yeah. is that what does that prove? That yeah, what does that prove? What if they made that all equal? Oh, man. How do you think McConnell would be go? fucking buried? Yeah, he'd be buried. He would be buried. But if they did make the war chest, like if there was a budget in each state, in each city for elections, you know, just being like, this is going to your party. And then this, you can't spend anything out of your own pocket. Yeah. Go and try and do the work. Take I'd say a, these people would, less people would run for office. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Take they'd it be a step like, further. What if you say that they didn't get any money and it was all voluntary basis? Yeah. That right would now, be. 
that would be that'd be that'd be putting your money where your mouth is because you're like I'm gonna have to go knock on some doors, yeah. I'm gonna have to shake some hands and kiss some babies, yeah, and really and I'm gonna actually some get somebody on here. And I think that would, if, man, if that is what I sort of envision a world without news, without yeah. social media, yeah. without that, there is going to be a stronger sense of community. Like in here, again, the it is a double edged sword because you will lose visibility of what's mm-hmm. happening outside of your community, right. but the for the vast majority of us we don't leave our communities we kind of just stay here yeah. when you get to a certain point and it's you kind of just stay there and then when you get into another community you are typically going to you know s- sort of follow their standards and and live and do everything you can to mesh within that community because humans by nature are communal beings yeah we like to be surrounded with other people we don't like when people yeah we don't like when other people hate us and stuff like that but unless you're white supremacist then you yeah you can be you you can jump in a blender yeah um (laughs) those people love it they love uh, being hated oh yeah and you're but that's how they build their community right there yeah but i think social media also built that oh i agree that that made it that evolved it they network that so well and like it's a shame but i mean like that's the good with the bad at that Mm -hmm. point when it comes to social media yeah it's weird too because like you know the white supremacists were out there in the 60s and stuff like that but i feel like their movement might have been a little bit different compared to now they had to pass out a lot of pamphlets huh they They did they had to go to doors (laughs) now you can just share some stuff you're like are you pissed off at the blacks and mexicans too and too you you can join these groups or whatever without anybody else knowing no one will know about it no one will ever know yeah but Mm -hmm. and again in a Mm -hmm. world where where news and social media didn't exist you would have to do the work to sort of join that group. I feel like people put a lot more effort in hate years ago than they do today. And I know that sounds really bad because like if you hated somebody back then, you had to go to a lot of effort. You had to travel to them. Mm -hmm. You had to do something. Now it's just like, you're just making clickbait. You're just going to say some shit that's going to get like, it's going to gaslight somebody. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, ha, here we go. You know I know what? so many people who make posts on their things just to trigger other people. Yeah. And uh, I, I do make, it every once in a while. Uh, yeah. Well, not anymore. I used to do that yeah. a lot. I was. I make. I made fun. that joke. Yeah, I made that joke in, in many episodes ago, where you know you just wake up in the morning and you look to your wife and you're like, "Babe, I think I'm going to start some shit today." Yeah. And uh, you just go and find some post that you know is going to trigger a bunch of people, and then they just uh, lose their minds. You yeah. Know? And and the thing is, like, it's it's so bad because when when people see that, they can't they don't know your intent. So they may think that you actually mean it. Mm. And you're just like, I was just trying to gaslight somebody today. Yeah. Like I'm going to go have, but how destructive morning. is that? How destructive yeah. is that to go there and make like, you can just post something and just absolutely change the dynamics of someone's day. Just because the you of their life of their life. Think about this. Cause like, I mean the, the whole idea of like the, What's it? The the wind off of like a butterfly's wing? Oh yeah, cause, yeah. Like cause a tsunami or whatever. Of, or, yeah. I mean, like that shit can sit in somebody's brain and mm-hmm. literally just fester for yep. years. Yeah. And then they'll find a way to cancel you because you tweeted some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you I made a post. That's just proving that our nation, I feel like, would be a hundred times less divided. Or it, I feel like it feels like it's more divided than it even really is. Cause like in our own community, I don't feel like we're that divided. Yeah. Like there's issues that we don't agree on within the city of Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. But Slim it doesn't, Nash. <laughs> yeah. We're all just like, <laughs> that guy. Um, at some but, point, <laughs> but there's without the presence of 
that strong voice of the news, the strong voice of, of social media, we would all just genu- generally get along with each other because mm. we wouldn't be triggered by, I wouldn't be triggered by what you're thinking in your bedroom yeah. at two in the morning. Yeah. Because I wouldn't know. You mm. know what I mean? So. I mean, yeah. think about like the Dust Bowl. Like mm-hmm. when the Dust Bowl happened, like like people had to really rely on their neighbor. Like, oh, yeah. They, I mean, they had nothing. Yep. Yeah. So at that point, then you have to say, why can't we go back to some type of civilization where we actually depend, like not depend on your neighbor, but you're like, Hey man, like, can I, can I borrow something from you? Can I get a cup of fucking flour? You know, like the wife's over here baking something. I'm a little short, but we don't do that because we're like, we're like, we don't want to know what's going on. Like a, a guy that just moved in next door to me, his name's Muhammad. Pretty sure he's from not Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, Super nice guy. Met yeah. him. He's like, every morning, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, yep. good. How are you? He's like, you got a beautiful dog. That's great. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, some people that even live next door to him on the other side wouldn't give him the fucking time of day mm. just because of who he is. Yeah. And things like, we don't have that neighbor community like we should. Yeah. And, and especially in, in Bowling Green, like, it's yeah. very divided. But like you said, like, I feel like it looks like it's more divided yeah. mm-hmm. than it really is. I yeah. don't think that we're that divided. I think just... A lot of people don't like them Muslims. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a real big problem around here. I think the the way to to combat or even make this this idea. I don't want to live without the the news. I don't want to live without social media. But I do want to live a life and be the type of person that you would rather come and talk to me or call me yeah. than look me up on Facebook or look me up on LinkedIn or any of that kind of stuff. That's the kind mm-hmm. of person and the kind of life that I want. And so I try uh, every day, at least if I post something, I want it to just be the, I want it to be the, uh, like an appetizer. Like, I want you to be like, oh, I actually want to go talk to you to learn more about Mm -hmm. this thing that you might've said, rather than just like leaving the, the interaction to be solely online. You know what I mean? That's why there's people where like, if they'll say something, you know, they'll DM me or something like that. I'll just be like, Hey, just, let's just, just text me. You know what I'm saying? Let's, I would rather just talk to you about right. this than us message each other back and forth. Let's have the discussion this way, or let's go meet somewhere and just talk and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that so much better. And again, we've talked about it in other episodes when you can see the effect of the words that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it can have, a, you can have better and more quality conversations and interactions with people and uh, the hope is that you can, you know, pass that on to them or that they feel, in my opinion, inspired to be able to do the same thing. Yeah. We can, I believe that like great interactions and all that kind of stuff can 100% coexist with, mm-hmm. with the Facebooks and the, the MySpaces and all the other things out there. We can 100% coexist together, but we have to create something that makes it easy to want to go and talk to people and just spark up that conversation it makes it easy for me because my job is kind of predicated on that you know being in sales you Mm -hmm. do walk up to people and you know i'll walk into a business and just talk to you about some stuff so it makes it easier for me but i just wish that for for everyone else that we can just go and be like hey let's let's talk do you remember when we were kids walking up to someone and saying do you want to be my friend Oh, for yeah. sure. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I try that now and it's not as cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, people like, have a weird reaction. Yeah. I'll just send me a friend request. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be like, hey, can 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 you be my friend? I remember doing that so much. And it's so genuine, though. It's, it's so, so genuine, dude. Like, 
you remember this? It was it was a photo of this kid um, online, and he got a haircut. Like, and it was it was a white kid and a black kid, mm-hmm. and he got a haircut. He like the white kid said, "I want to get a haircut like my buddy," mm-hmm. and he said, "Cause I don't want the teacher to be able to tell us apart." That is that's beautiful. Awesome. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And the thing is, they were friends. Yes. Like you, you had to be. Hey, man, you want to be my friend? Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. You do it now, and like if you don't, if if you don't hand like a pamphlet out, man, people yep. are really put off by it. You yeah. Know? I think that's something I might I might post on our on our thing. Just be like, start a new friend. Just don't post about it. Ooh. Just like go and find a new friend and just. DM us, like, tell us how that interaction Give them, went. like, a challenge. Yeah. Like, you yeah. got a month. Try to meet somebody yeah. new that's not and inside ask them, your social can, yeah, media group. That, ask them, like, will you be my friend? Literally that's, saying that. Like, the will you be my friend challenge. Like, my insides are, like, part of me is, like, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> and then the other part of me is, like, it hurts me to, like, even, like, think about because you have to be so vulnerable. To yes, yeah. you have to be to vulnerable. Be, you have to be vulnerable. Will, will you be yeah. my friend? Yeah. yeah. That's just awkward. Fuck, man. I... I, I <laughs> I mean, I got a few days off next week. Like, <laughs> just this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, I may make the news with Slim Nash. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, it may be the craziest Oh, day. man. All right. Man. I'm My down. Wednesday's going to look pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. Do you guys have any shameless shout-outs or anything like that? People you want to say thank you or hello or go to hell to? No Eagles jokes. You can go to hell. You're about to. I know you're about to say an Eagles joke. See? I no, see your I face. Wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> My team is just as bad. No, I always shout out my wife. Love mm-hmm. my wife. She's probably not going to listen to this, but that's okay. <laughs> that's great. awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Jay? Uh, I'll shout out to my wife as well, so I don't look like a fool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll shout out my sister and brother-in-law. Uh, they have man-made creative man-made and also creative. Uh, BT Lee's. Yeah. So if you need sauce some boss. good sauce, yeah. if you need some like barbecue sauce, the man's got the hookup. I want to collab with him and make a signature like Salubis Dude, sauce. I bet he... I, I'll tell you right now, man, the man is so deep on what it is. Like he got in my car the other day yeah. and smelled the air freshener. And he was uh-huh. like, man, this is, this is like some oaky. Like, yeah. it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I, you know what? I'd love it. to do a sauce with him that has spices that we use in Nigerian cooking. Dude, I'm telling you right now, he's your man. I, yeah. Like I'm going to get you hooked up with him when he comes back. He's in Bardstown today. Yeah. Uh, doing a show when he comes back. Like I'm going to get you hooked up with him. Yeah. That, he's the dude. man. There's this thing that it's like a, it's a West African. I'd say it's just Nigerian delicacy. I call it. Uh, it's it's like street food. It's called suya. S u y a. You mentioned yeah. before on the podcast. If, yeah. if if he could make a suya sauce, oh Lord have mercy. You're gonna buy it by the gallon? Hell yes, All dude. Right. All right. I would absolutely. I would absolutely do it because it's like peanut based. You ground up peanuts and you put all the different spices and you make a rub. You know the oil from the peanuts helps cook the meat and everything like that. Dude, like, this guy like like. He is he, like Brian is such a like he is a chef. Yeah, but like it's not. He's like, a scientist he's too. A, is yeah, it? he's a, he's a scientist. I mean, like I'll come over to his house and like they, like they uh, they live not too far from where uh, my wife and I live. And I'll walk in. He's he's always got something in a spoon or in his hand. He's like, "Hey man, eat this." I love that. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. Like I'll. Try. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is delicious. He has not once let me down. Like, yeah. I can say that I've been let down by a lot of things. Yeah. But him, like Brian making food. Yes. Never been a let down. Like he he did a turkey for Thanksgiving. We had a Friendsgiving. Um, I guess we're gonna have some more friends this year for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh Friendsgiving. And this guy, um, he smoked two turkeys for mm-hmm. us. And like 
I'm not ashamed how much I eat, but at that point, I was like, I think he may have needed to make another turkey. <laughs> you just, I was you just trying, smoked that turkey. Oh, you I was killed like, it. I was like, I was like, we're going to cut this bitch in half and just put <laughs> it's it over like here. It's like the rest of you guys. Yeah. That's I'm telling funny. you, man, like, yeah, I'll get you some sauce, though. Yeah. But BT Lee's, uh, yeah. um, that's a sauce company, May May Creative. They do uh, branding and stuff. And then, like I said, my wife, yeah. old ball and chain. <laughs> old ball and chain. <laughs> I do have one quick story before I do my shameless shout outs. Yeah. Um, this kind of makes me think of the whole, like, this whole challenge of being like, will you be my friend kind of thing. Um, I remember, and I, I think I might have talked about it on this podcast. It was a, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe it was like 2012 or so. I was at the farmer's market, and uh, I was just, like, talking with some people and just doing my thing out there. And I just strike up a conversation with this guy. And uh, we get to talk about life, all sorts of stuff. And he just was like, hey, do you want to come to my wedding? And I was just like, huh? That's awesome. And I was like, uh, when is it? He was like, it's actually today. And I was like, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to your wedding today. And I showed up there, had a good time. I mean, Man. it was so cool being yeah. able to be a part of that. And uh, he'll he'll never hear this episode. But it's it's stories like that that's like that makes this life I live like so special. You it, know? Res- it restores your faith in humanity. It really does restore my faith in humanity. And that's that's the kind of story that I want to be able to create. And that's the kind of experience that I want to to give to someone. So I'm definitely putting myself on this challenge of asking someone like, hey, do you want to be my friend? If anybody's listening to this and they need a plus one to a wedding. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, I will eat. I will dance. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll dance do all sure. sorts of stuff, man. I, I love dancing. I like a, um, I like a t-shirt tucks yes that's that's where i'm comfortable at uh i do want to give a shout out to chris you know i hope he's having a good time in uh, florida um he seemed like he was by the pictures and stuff like that i'm hoping you're you know he's he's getting all the rest and relaxation uh that he possibly can before he gets you know jumps back into the fire that is work um i want to give a shout out to my wife of course she's sick as shit right now Uh, it's sinuses you know what i'm saying and when you get a sinus infection dude you're down for like a month. There's, there's like, is, no- it, is it worth living? Like, yeah, yeah. Living? I'm just, I just, I'm like, babe, I just take you out back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we'll the dig life it, we'll insurance dig the hole will together be, first. Yeah. Yeah. We'll dig the hole together. <laughs> you know, the life insurance money, you know, you will, we'll do our thing. <laughs> oh you know, we'll have fun. I'll buy a Lambo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. That'd be, that'd be, you'd have to get something a lot bigger than a Lambo. Yeah. Man, Cause you're I'd not fitting to. in that. Company. No, no, I'm not fitting in that. Absolutely not fitting in that. Um, uh, I want to give a shout to Brandon. This is last week in uh, in Bowling Green, so um, he'll Brandon in the background will be gone, uh, and we do wish him all the all the luck and success and everything in, in his endeavors and stuff like that. Uh, it's cool seeing someone go on their life journey and do their whole thing, and uh, as long as he maintains what we say, just being an active participant in your in your life, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what you do, you're going to be just fine. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my stepdaughter. She had her birthday party uh, on uh, sat- Saturday, uh, but her birthday is on the 21st. So I'm just doing it in advance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, got to get, gotta get uh, in just there. getting it done, getting yeah. out of there. How she not to, not to pry. She'll turn she'll turn 14. Whoa. Uh, so, wow, yeah, Whoa. dude, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, so seeing all these kids at, uh, you know, they're they're doing some of the same shit we were doing. Do, do you guys remember like bag tagging your friends? 
Like, you know, still do, still do. You just hit, still do. find your boy, just hit him in the balls, dude. I remember doing this one thing where I'd be like, man, you like the prices, right? And they're just like, yeah. And I'd be like, well, come on down. And just hit him in the nuts. You know That's I mean? great. I mean, we did all kinds of shit, man. It was, I tried doing it with golf clubs now, man. <laughs> just, like from a just distance. Just like, a little bit. Like, yeah, just that. Just that yeah, one time, just, man. Dude, there's something about hitting a dude in the balls. Hey, there's like, nothing funnier, there's man. There's nothing funnier, nothing dude. Funnier. And it's, it's like, like true camaradery. Yeah, it really is. Like my wife is like, I don't understand why guys would do that. Like you don't understand the connection that we have. That's okay. Because you got to laugh. You're like, you got me. You got me. Once I can get the feeling back my feet man yeah I'll, man. I'll get you next but. i remember in, in college we had a in our apartment we had this rule where if you hits if you sack tax some sack tap someone everyone in the house gets to hit you it gets to hit you and i remember oh um gosh. our friend brian he came in during a party oh and uh didn't know uh, didn't know the rule you know well no he he knew the rule so he sack tapped one of the guys and we held him down and this dude got hit like 16 times in the nuts man like it was well he has like a, he has one daughter maybe two now so it worked it was, oh, okay. it was harmless you know yeah. if you sack tap like the real way it's not supposed to kill someone's no, chances no, no. of like having kids you know what i'm saying it'll sting but, for a little bit yeah, it'll st- yeah. <laughs> you'll feel your nuts in your throat yeah. but uh, you're, you're laying down with your feet above you you're like i gotta yeah, get some dude, blood going back gotta get the guys. blood going back sometimes yeah. the softer ones though like yeah the dude. Ones hurt worse yeah, yeah. Dude. i wish you just punch me in my face like yeah, i'll take dude. i'll take a right hook all day but you hit me in the balls man i'm like it's gonna put me down for at least, yeah, at least four or five hours and it sucks because like you're laughing at the same time you're pissed about it you know what this saying? is so sad i actually i i i come checked a teacher in high school okay like this is this is so bad i hope Oh I hope he's God. still alive because I want to meet him at some like I want to see him again at some point. <laughs> so we had a Votech class. Long story short, like Friday afternoon, he was working underneath the car like this, just hands like above his head. He yeah. can't do anything. <laughs> and I said, hey, I said, hey, Mr. Vincent. And I just smacked. And, I mean, just gentle, you know, yeah, just very yeah. gentle. So we come back Monday and he's he said, boy, you <laughs> fucked my weekend up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was probably like probably 60s, probably late 50s. I wonder if it was the same Mr. Vincent I had for Tech Ed. Uh, was uh, he did Auto Tech? He um, might have. Did he tra- maybe travel to different areas? I don't know. Um, it was, dude. I don't know, man. Like he was an older dude. He lived- did he did he wear the the thick like bifocals that had the bar across the top? Maybe. Did he always wear jeans? Always no, had jeans he on? didn't wear jeans. This guy was kind of professional. I don't know. This guy was definitely not. Like, this guy, like, he was smoking while working on a, on oh, a gas line awesome. underneath a car. That's and awesome. And I was like, this is my guy. That, that's an OG. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He, well, he was, a, he was a Vietnam vet, so he didn't yeah. give a shit. Man. Yeah. Like, I've seen worse than this. Yep. He just lights up a Marlboro and is, like, taking a gas line apart. Good I just smacked him right in the balls, man. He's like, you <laughs> fucked my weekend up. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you all found value in this episode. Uh, I think that there's way more that we can talk about when it comes to the cancel culture and then just imagining a world without news and social media. So uh, I hope you all enjoyed what we had out there. Thank you again to the both of you for jumping on this episode. Um, It didn't feel like I missed a beat at all, even with with Chris not being here. So thanks for making it uh, easy on me. Uh, As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit us up on Instagram. That's at this Loomis podcast or jump on uh, Facebook. That's the Salumist on there. Go to our website, www.thesalumist.com. You want to just look at or hear our different episodes on there, add slash podcast at the end of that. 
buy our merch. We've got some shirts and other stuff on there. Uh, shout out to Jenny Fowler. She's working on a new uh, uh, like logo and stuff like that. And some other imagery for us that we can use for shirts and other stuff. And so huge shout out to her and the work she's doing. Uh, I've seen some of the mock-ups and I'm pretty excited about what we're going to put out there. Uh, so yeah, you guys enjoy the week. Whoop all the ass. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I want to say we're out and Chris is supposed to say peace, but uh, he's not here. So bye. <laughs> <laughs>